fuckface. And remember, everybody, thick thighs save lives. Damn straight they do. This is Everyday Nerds, guys. I uh, I am your I am your head weirdo, uh, global outcast, and that is my co-head weirdo. Uh, what's your Who name you again? Head weirdo. I'm the anime shogun, you freaking punk. Yeah, we're co-head weirdos. No, there's no co-head. Yep. You're just you're a jackass. <laughs> and uh, today's uh, Everyday Nerds is a movie review. Yay! Actually, something I've always wanted Ooh. to do. Something I've actually always wanted to do was a movie review. And so this is, so this is actually kind of fun for me. Uh, today's movie review will be about D, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. We saw it a couple weekends ago, and uh, I, for one, thought it was pretty good. For starters. And I know you were pleasantly surprised by it, from what you told no, me. I lied. It was straight trash. Hated it. Uh-huh. We're not talking about the early 1990s one. We're talking about the newest one. I've never watched that one. From what I heard, the earliest one was bad. I've Early... never watched it. Marlon Wayans is in it. Who? Marlon Wayne. Oh. Yeah. Like you said, Mar like like Mar what was it? Like Mario Wayne. That's what I was like, what? <laughs> it's me, a Mario Wayne. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. I, I have so many questions, but. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was. Uh... And I had I didn't know this before, but the Forgotten Realms started in 1969. And the guy who created it was a game designer and he wanted to create a game about stuff he did in his childhood. And I thought that was pretty cool for starters. But Can enough. Give a shout out to all, all, all those people that hate D and D because it's Satanism. Right, right. Oh my God, they made a movie. It's work. They made a movie about that called Maze and Monsters. Tom Hanks was in it. Maze and Monsters. What does that sound from? What? There's that one movie that's got the same Pinker Peter Dinklage, I think it is. The the dwarf who plays in uh, Game of Thrones. Yep, yep. He also plays the giant, like a giant dwarf, but a giant in Thor. Yep. I want to say it was Ragnarok, maybe? No, that know. one was... It's... That one, he uh, it was uh, the uh, Avengers movie when he went to go with uh, Rocket the Raccoon, his rabbit. Yeah, Infinity War and <laughs> or Endgame, one of the two. I think it was Endgame. That sounds probably... No, I think it might have been Infinity War. Because at the end of Infinity War, that's Thor right. It was Infinity War. Hammer. That right. That's right. It is Infinity War. Cause yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. It's been forever since since I've seen the movies. Dumbass. Bite me, assholes. It's been forever since you've seen the movie too. Fucking show up. Fight me, fucker. Fight me. But, but anyway, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, they actually made a movie back in the like late '80s, back when D and D was on the rise for being uh, Satanism and all that shit. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. Tom, H it was one of Tom Hanks's earliest roles. And it, the movie, the movie premises is what it was about was a guy gets too engrossed into D and D and he thinks the shit's real. That's weird. Fucking right. And I just thought it was funny, but yeah. What are some of your favorite parts of the movie? 
spoiler spoilers ahead for anybody who's watching this and has not spoilers I would have to say my favorite part is the dragon the fat dragon I like how you ask me and then you already just fucking answered it well I figured you were thinking so I'd go while you were thinking I was gonna say the first part I liked was uh the very beginning when he was waiting for Jonathan Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, no! We were gonna pardon you! <laughs> like, he, he just kept persisting on waiting for Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really feel like we had to wait for Jonathan. Maybe we should hold this podcast off until Jonathan gets here. Fucking right. Because <laughs> fucking hell, we need Jonathan. Jonathan <laughs> has to be here. But no, just that was my favorite part. I don't know, like there were a lot of good parts that like in that movie that were my favorite. The whole thing of him looking at the guy and it's like, yeah, you don't want to mess with her while she's eating her potato. That would have to be my favorite. <laughs> the whole thing. She sets it down gently and breaks his kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that cracked me up and it was just oh man. And then how how like, all of it was good. All of it. I don't think there wasn't anything that was, like... I don't think I could sum it up to, like, the top three or top five. They were all my favorite. Especially, like... I could hear that. You know, when he, when they're talking shit about the guy, the paladin. And he's like, I can still hear you. And he's like, good. <laughs> yeah. Someone else want to ride beside him? <laughs> I love how serious he was the that entire was my time. my favorite. And then... Uh, Bradley Cooper... As the halfling. I didn't recognize that at first. I didn't recognize that was Bradley Cooper at first. Nobody nobody did until, you know, that's where, like I said, it was funny to me because I even sat there and I, I said it. And I was like, when I when I saw that, I was like, that's that's Bradley Cooper as a fucking halfling. <laughs> and I like how he had a type. <laughs> but so did Michelle Rodriguez. She had a type. And it was just oh like, my oh, wow. God. Oh, God, that is funnier in hell, especially at the ending when she sees that other halfling and she bites her lower lip. Yeah, that <laughs> like that's not fucking weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that was just brilliant. It was good. It was good. But then how he's like, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a I'm not a whatever he said. I, I, I plan things. I'm a master planner. Yep. And everybody I've seen it that actually also do play D and D, they uh, everyone told me that that you could feel when they were doing the roles and when they would fail and when they would succeed. In, in right. the movie, in the movie, and it was just really funny. Like uh, one of my favorite moments would have to be when they're uh, on their way in back in the town after they got everything, and uh, trying to get in it. Not trying not to break out, uh, grab the ship, but trying to put something into their into the uh, thing into the uh, carriage, so it, so it can go into the storage area for the uh, uh, rich people to hold there. Yeah, and you see, and uh, you see Michelle Rodriguez holding one of the guys' legs. She looks up. Two guards are just staring at her. She just waves. She just My nods. other favorite part is when, when they're about to be executed out in the fucking stoneway or wherever they were. <laughs> and she stops and talks about the axe. The axe of all things. Yep. I like how she's beating his ass. Uh, she's beating their asses and fucking Chris Pines is, we're going to get you. He's just trying to. Yeah. 
one more thing before we do. Yes, we will get pine seed oil. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Uh, I don't know. I think probably hands down my favorite to begin with was the whole we gotta wait for Jonathan. I feel like the story is very important with Jonathan here. I'm gonna add that in the beginning of this fucking podcast. Going warning, we have to wait for Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that 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 was brilliant. I loved, uh, I loved how. As they as as they grab Jonathan and they're busting out of the window, Jonathan, no, we are gonna pardon you. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fucking good too. We were gonna pardon you. Yep. Oh god, that was brilliant. And you just see them flying away on Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Is he breathing? Yeah, he's still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. that fucking cracked me up. And uh, Simon, the sorcerer. Oh yeah, Simon was my favorite. I loved how they add, uh, I loved how they added with the uh, uh, how you have to uh, come, uh, attune to the helmet uh, to those magical weapons, and I loved how they did that because in every like D and D setting or anything like that, yeah, there's it's usually just waiting, and I loved how that one. You actually had to get used to it and figure it out and all that shit. And I loved how his uh, his ancestor kind of knocked him around, which was actually him. Which yeah, was, which was right? funny. Oh, and oh, I I kind of hope they do more if they do if they're if it's popular enough to go do a sequel. People D and D players, let's make this happen. Go see it. So we can have a sequel, because I would love to see them to go into Baldur's Gate or Waterdeep, maybe meet some Drow. I would love to them to put some Drow in the next one. Drows, right? are, drows are so fucking chaotic. Oh my god, I heard a rumor. Keep it as you will. It that uh, they're gonna add Drizzt Duerden, a uh, really popular book for those who don't know. And he is a lawfully good ranger. That kind of exile was exiled from his homeland, and yeah, really good series. There's like more than twenty books. I think there's like thirty-two books. It's been going on since the eighties. Really fucking good book. Right. But I heard a rumor that they're going to add him. But when there uh, there was like a uh, in the beginning process of making the movie, they were going to add him in. But at, in the beginning process, there was a little debacle with the books and the word in and I would I will literally walk over to the house right now give you $20 if you can guess why they uh what the debacle was about and why they had to separate and do some shit with it you will never guess it talking to me or the fans you well of course I'm not gonna guess it I'm not stupid I'm sorry I'm not smart it's out of all things, it was blackface. Wait, what? That's what I said. A buddy of mine who's more into the Duarden series than I am, he told me about that, and I thought he was fucking with me. But yeah, and so they... This is just a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. I heard it. I, I read it on one article on comicbook.com, so take it with a grain of salt. And after that happened... That they kind of said no, we're um, let's push that aside, and that's how they came out with came up with the paladin. Mm 
So take it with a grain of salt. But that paladin. This world needs to burn. But that paladin. Let's get back into the paladin. <laughs> he's just going to go. Have to. My favorite part with the paladin is when he's leaving the group. And oh, he's going to. Oh, Rock, look at that. Is he going to go around it? Or he's going to go left or right? No, he's just going to go straight over it. <laughs> yeah, he just walks right over it. I fucking love that paladin. He was so serious. <laughs> the one thing I think I'd probably have to say that I wish they would have done is I wish they would have added more magic. Yeah. Like I my favorite one of one of my other favorite parts that I think I actually enjoyed too was when they were looking for the druid and they're like, Oh, there she is and they all thought she was the one tied to the tree. And all you see is a fucking horse start growing claws, and they're like, no, there. Yep. She turns into the owl bear. <laughs> yeah, and I was just kind of like, you know what? I like it. And I think this is going to be your favorite part, too, because I know this is by far my t in my in, in my top five, at, at least my number one and number two. Well, now that I know it's in your top five, now I'm going to sit here and say, no, I don't like it at all. No, just it's... Just to spite you. It's the moment where after they defeat the big baddie chick and with the druid. The red mage? Yeah, the red mage. And uh, the, she, as the, as the owlbear, she takes her. Wham, 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 wham. All right, I think she's good. Wham, 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 wham. She does it like two or three more times. Yeah, I want to <laughs> sit there and say that's like a Hulk moment right there. Like the Hulk, Hulk Loki moment. Yeah. Oh, that was just so fucking. Br oh, I loved that moment. <laughs> So what are some moments that you didn't like in this in this movie? I didn't like how they basically kind of did uh I don't know. For me the one thing I didn't like is it, it's hard to say because for not being a D&D &D player it was pretty good. Like I said I was mm -hmm. but I don't know. I wish they could have shown more cuz I think they entered Neverwinter with the Sun Games or whatever they called it. Yeah, I think so. But I wish they would have shown at least a little bit more of, like, Baldur's Gate or, you know, they went through the Underdark. Yeah. I but wish they would have shown interested to see. Yeah, I would have been interested to see more Underdark. I would have been interested to see more of Waters Deep. Yeah. You know, I would have been interested to see a little bit more areas, yeah. too. But I think the biggest thing I didn't like is how... I don't know. To me, it felt like they were classifying uh, Chris Pine's character to be a bard. Yeah. But after thinking about it and after talking with a few people that I know, you know, he's more uh, uh, a rogue, in my opinion. Yeah. And after you and I talked about that, that actually makes a lot more sense, especially in the beginning when you find out he joins the Harpers. Right, well, and he, 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 he steals, he's a thief, he's yeah. a master planner, he plays an instrument. I don't know, to me it seems more like he's more of a, a thief or a rogue than a bard. Yeah. And that makes a lot more sense. It made a lot more sense to me than him just being a bard, because I've always known the bards to have at least some sort of magics. That's only when they play their instruments, though. And he never really did that. 
No, but some could argue that he could have because it, when he was playing, it almost seemed enticing. Yeah. But so I... somebody could argue that, but I don't know. To me, after after careful consideration, it feels more like he's a rogue than a bard. But I wish they would actually give us like more information on that. Yeah, but then again, if it does do it, if they do do a sequel, they could do, introduce they could introduce more areas too, like Waters Deep, uh, Baldur's Gate, which I hope they do. I hope they add more stuff. I hope they add more stuff. I hope it, I hope this is a good. I hope this is a start of a new franchise, because that'd be awesome. Having a it would be, because this was an actually really good D and D, really good D and D movie that, uh, from my understanding, a lot of D&D fans actually loved. And it, you could feel the heart and soul went into making this movie for the directors. Because they were D&D fans themselves. Yeah. Also, fun fact, that fat dragon is also part of the Forgotten Realms uh, series. It, it, so that fat dragon is canon. He is you too. Know, I, I, now that I think about it, there are a few things I do have to sit here and say I did enjoy. What's that? The animals. Yes. Like, I loved how they did the uh, how they did the owl bear. I yep. loved that. But the creature during the sun games. Oh, the uh, displacer beast. Yes, thank you. The displacer beast. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorite beasts. Yeah. I never really because got to, I wanted as a pet. I never really got to face one in any of my D and D games that I've got to play, but from my understanding, they can be a pain in the ass. You know, I'm not surprised at all with that. I'm really not. But that being said, too, like how they did it, like I said, I've not been, uh, I've haven't played D and D since I was probably a kid, and yeah. I was more of a of an onlarker and a and a watcher than a player. Yeah. But from what I've always seen and 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 was told that those beasts were not fun. Yeah. But that being said, too, like how they did it throughout the the movie was pretty good. You know, yeah. I have to say that I I I was impressed with it. Yeah. And I liked it. But you know, I also liked the references to things. Yeah. There were a good bunch of good funny moments. We can both agree to that. But yeah, oh, yeah, I think like I said, I don't know that there really was much that wasn't really my favorite. Yeah. You know, a lot of it was good, a lot of it was my favorite. I've got mm-hmm. a few moments that were my favorite, like Simon trying to court the druid. That's still funny. I'm courting you. Can I <laughs> attempt to court you this time? <laughs> I did like the slime. That's, what? Oh. Yeah, that giant slime. I also liked that they added that little nod towards the um cuz there was uh, I, I also liked how they added like little nods to like the both the game and the other franchises. Like the 1980, I think it's either 1970s or 1980s cart animated animated TV show uh, Dungeons and Dragons TV show in the uh in the games you could in the background or whatever, you could see a couple characters that w- that resembled from the old TV show, yeah. and, I, and I thought that was cool. Like you could feel 
like I said before, you could feel the love that went that, that went into this. You could, you know, they took extra really good care to make sure the the, the you know, they didn't put their little spin on the displacer beast. They didn't put their little spin on the owl bear, you know, or the druid or anything like that. I love how they made the druid a tiefling. Right? Because I, I I don't think I've ever... Like, most tieflings I've ever seen were always, like, people playing the characters in, like, on the podcast that they do, like, D&D &D uh, &D stuff, the tabletop stuff. I've never really seen tieflings being able to be played uh, on, like, televisions or movies in D&D &D styles. And any tiefling... Or devil-like characters have always been evil. You know what? Now I think I'm going to play Baldur's Gate. I'm going to make a tiefling character and make her nothing but a druid. You're right. But, yeah. Why? Because I can. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, like you said, I don't, I can't, I've, been uh, I've been trying to think of stuff I didn't like. And there's not really much stuff I didn't like about this movie. Like, to me, it, well, it... Yeah, the other thing you got to think of, too, is, uh, you know, Hollywood always has a reputation for messing up stuff like that, especially video games to movies. Look at, like, a lot of video games to movies. 90% of them are bad because Hollywood tries to spin it off as something else. Resident Evil, cough, cough. Sorry, hands <laughs> up. So, sorry, I had something yeah, in yeah, my... Yeah. Sorry, yeah, had... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Shut the fuck up. Sorry, I had something in my throat. Well, okay, so <laughs> we'll get into that argument on a different episode because that's something I'd like to actually get into a debate about. But that being said, yeah, a lot of people are probably going to argue that. But speaking on D&D, &D, a lot of people, I think that a lot of people try to hold it true from the tabletop games and some of the, the video games. And then watching the movie, they're like, hey not that bad yeah well the great thing about d uh D, d is there's so much to work with like yes it, it, for the movies you could go off and do your own uh go off and do your own thing with the movies uh but at the same time you have stuff like the forgotten realms that wizards of the west coast have been cultivating since 1987 so They're speaking on that then you should probably explain for the non-D&D players, what the Forgotten Realm is, or where it is, or go into a little more detail with the eight, seven, eight minutes we've got left. All right, so the Forgotten Realms is started off in 1967 with uh, a guy by the name of Ed Greenwood, and he created it on like the adventures he had as a kid. It started off, I, I didn't, re I couldn't do that much research into it, but. He wanted to do a game with it, and he was doing a game with it until Wizards of the West Coast picked it up in 1987 when D&D uh, well, &D started. And it's been part of that franchise ever since, since 1987. And I think it started either with Waters Deep or Baldur's Gate. One of those, one of those two was when it, like, those were the first things that, and then it just sort of bloomed with with uh like the 1987 uh, cartoon series where you'd see kids going in going into that uh, realm on a fucking roller coaster the poorly made two D, D movies and uh, i think it was early 90s <clears throat> which 
from my understanding, are really fucking bad. <laughs> okay. And, but you have so much you can work with. You have uh, gods, you have demigods, you have heroes, you have an entire fucking world that that people have live their own lives have their own stuff going on and everything like that and if and you could you could create a character within a few weeks in a D&D setting with a guy who does who like pro professionally does d uh, dungeon mastering which is just the guy who tells the story and you and a bunch of people play the game and he pretty much and he pretty much put uh, pushes you on that adventure type of thing yeah and you could plop down in the middle of Waters Deep and be all like, "All right, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a thief. All right." And within in a few games, you could be the master person in Waters Deep, where you're running the entire fucking thing, and depending on how you play it. It's been around since 1987. They have a bunch of stuff they can work with, and. It's been around for that long and has so much stuff. It would probably take a while for someone like me, who doesn't have a lot of free time right now, to gather the timeline for it. Because it has been around for that long. Right. And it's So it's fair to say that that's, that's a place then. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it's, it's an actual... Yeah, uh, the Forgotten Realms is the entire world. That's the name of the that's the name of the world, and you know they have like I said they have gods, demigods, heroes, villains, evil gods. Um, for those who know it, four minutes. For those who know it, Loth, um, the Spider Queen. You know they have demons, evil shit going on, and all the all sorts of nasty shit going on, and it's just so fucking cool. You know, and eventually I may do a separate video on, you know, some timelines for D&D &D for the channel. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, on heading out now, I'd love for them to make, like, I'd love for them to make this into a franchise. Maybe TV shows on HBO Max or Amazon or something. Maybe make a few more movies with them. Because... If they don't want to, if they don't like, if Flesh and Michelle Rodriguez doesn't want to be a barbarian anymore, all right, we'll write her out, bring in a new guy. It's as easy as that. Well, so a friend of mine had pointed out, why don't they do something where, because uh, one thing a buddy of mine was telling me that they missed out on was the whole somebody died and then basically came back as another character. I saw so many memes of that when this movie was first announced. Oh my God. So many fucking me, so many memes about that. So, yeah, a buddy of mine had told me about that, saying that that was, like, a missed opportunity. Oh, a huge but missed opportunity. that's something that I think that they could do in the future. Oh, yeah, huge missed opportunity right there, too, because they could poke all sorts of fun, all sorts of fun shit at that. They, The amount of memes they could do, put into the, like, sequels and all that shit for D&D &D shit, incon inconsequential of how, the amount. There's a lot of D&D &D memes. All right, on a closing note, I would love to see more of those brain eaters. Brain devourers. No. no. I'd love to see more of those. That was, that's my ending note is that was one of my favorite parts. Rude.
they walk by. <laughs> Didn't eat anyone? Well, I feel like that's kind of rude. <laughs> but no, I, I don't want to see those things. I'd love to see an illithid or, or a fucking... Uh, I'd love to see an illithid. I don't want to see the brain eaters. I don't. Or the brain devourers. I don't want to see them. I've dealt with enough of them in Baldur's Gate. I don't want any more. I'd love to see a mind flare. I'd love to them for them no. to add... Oh, no. no, no, no. Shut the fuck up. No. Maybe add Mithril Hall. Oh, dude, I'd love to see Mithril Hall. But, yeah. get fucked right now. I'd love for them to add Mithril Hall and maybe do some more... Uh, Maybe do some more um, underdark shit. Maybe see on the outskirts. Oh yeah, that's Menzo Barons and do not go there. That's where that's where chaos lives. You know how many fans would just fucking nerdgasm at that if they mentioned something of the underdark in Menzo Barons and? I can't say I would because I don't play much, so I'm not very familiar. I know for a fact I'd, I, I'd nerdgasm, and I know for a fact if I, you and I were sitting there in the thing, I'd be smacking your arm and going, oh my god! And you'd be sitting there going, hit me again, I'm going to fucking hit you. That's where I'm already thinking right now, since you won't take us out already. <laughs> but yeah, that's the ending notes, guys. I hope you have a good one. Um, take care, and uh, remember, like, share, subscribe on any of the shit, and uh, follow us for more. Later, taters. Don't forget to get fucked.